Welcome to another edition of SEC Primetime. And boy, oh boy, is it primed for us this week. I'm Max Starks. He's Clint Sterner. And of course, for all of your needs, we come here to the SEC. We kick our nasty thoughts and we also give some great <laughs> advice. So, Clint, let's just jump right in, Clint. I mean, Florida, Georgia, as a proud Gator, I hate to say this, has lost its luster for the year. Uh, my Gators have not brought the same zeal that the Georgia Bulldogs have. And do you think that this game, when you look at it this week, ha- has it has it lost its luster, you know, as the biggest game on this weekend? We normally are the top ticket on Halloween weekend, but has it lost its luster? Not in my opinion, Max. Um, I mean, look, I, I think it's, it's not what obviously it, it is when both teams are – you know, towards the top, all in the top ten, and with with no loss, undefeated, or or maybe just have one loss. But but I, I think it's still a hell of a football game with with uh, you know with a lot to play for right now. Look, I I think for Georgia, obviously, is the best team in the country. I mean, there's no question about that. But I I think there's a handful of teams in America, or let's just say in the SEC, since that's what you and I are talking about. I think there are a handful of teams in the SEC that have the the dudes, if you will. And I'm talking about year in, year out. I'm not necessarily talking specifically about one position at Florida right now, but year in, year out, I think Florida can go toe-to-toe with the dudes in that locker room with anybody in the country. Um, I think I do believe that Florida is the best collection of dudes, if you will, that uh, that Georgia's seen since Clemson. And I think it'll be the best collection of dudes that they will see until – probably Bama in the in the SEC championship game. And so I think this has the potential to be a, a much better football game than, than one might think. And I'm going to tell you, man, I, I don't doubt Dan Mullen. I mean, Dan Mullen is a guy that, man, he, he can pull the rabbit out of the hat with a game plan. He can pull the rabbit out of the hat how he develops quarterbacks and matures quarterbacks throughout the year. And so – uh, well, I'm not picking Georgia. I'm not put, betting my. I mean, I'm not picking Florida. I'm not going to put my hard-earned money on Florida. I, I, I think there's there's some p- potential there. I, I think there's some potential there with Anthony Richardson. Um, he has to be. He has to be special. He has to be great. Dan Mullen has to have a. Uh, Maxie has to have a Jimbo Fisher versus Alabama type of vibe this weekend. That game plan. That young quarterback development. I mean, he's got to do what Jimbo Fisher did. Hopefully, he called Jimbo Fisher this weekend and said, "Hey, man, give me, shoot me that game plan up uh, over here to to Gainesville before we before we crack off against uh, Georgia." But uh, look, I I think it's got plenty of luster, my man. Okay, okay. I mean, you know, when I look at it, it doesn't have that mystique. Even though we are, we do get a three thirty kick. They didn't move this game to noon, which <laughs> which I mean, is always yeah. indicative of a dud, right? <laughs> you see that noon game time, yeah. Play? You're like, oh, God, this is going to be bad. But, I mean, when I look at it, I think because Florida has just underachieved the last couple of weeks, it's tough for me to feel great because they're still making some of the mistakes they made at the beginning of the season. Yeah. And that works on lesser competition, but we've all seen what happens when that bruises its ugly head in Kentucky. You can't stay on sides. Turn the ball over in the red zone. Like, all of a sudden, you can't rush against LSU. And you can't stop the run against LSU. Those are the things that I fear when you're looking at what Georgia does well. 
it doesn't bode well if you haven't learned your lesson, right? right? If you can't find the rush game and your quarterback, Emory Jones, is leading your team in passing and rushing right now, still both top two categories, and you haven't found a clear running back to do that, to at least put some of that burden on them or displace some of the responsibility that's tough and then when you don't have a run game because what are you gonna have to do against georgia to have a shot yeah you gotta stop their rush and force them to put the ball in the air because that's the only place they're not spectacular is in the air they've underachieved and they don't have the qb for that but i just fear that they can't stop the rush the offensive line bullies people our d-line has not bullied anybody in a while yeah, because I'm not counting. I'm not counting Vanderbilt. That was homecoming. <laughs> we had yeah. kids that came from the band section that threw on a helmet and was bullying Vanderbilt. <laughs> so I don't even want to um, say that. But when I look at it, it's, it's that collection that just gives me a little bit of pause. And sure. let's face it, this is probably one of the biggest lines I've seen. Two touchdown differential. That's that's tough to swallow. Yeah, that, that, trust me. I, I, I had to swallow it when number eight in the country at Arkansas when it was a seventeen and a half point. I'm still getting uh, comments on that on that uh, video I made about how that was a that was a dis, that was disrespect to Arkansas. So hell, <laughs> I can only imagine how y'all feel at Florida. But look, I, look, I, I think here, here's the deal, Max, and you you can tell me better than anybody with the quarterback situation up there. This is one of those games where I, I feel like obviously Dan Mullen has to be great, but is is Anthony Richardson is 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 his time just not coming this year or or is is it cuz that's the kind of this is the kind of game where that freakish arm and that crazy combination of size and athletic ability should be a difference maker like this is where a, a guy like Anthony Richardson could be if he plays a clean game if he gets the opportunity plays a clean game and then you see his his elite skill set pop several times throughout the game, that could be the difference maker for Florida that they need. Are we just looking at a game where Emory's going to get the majority of the run? Yeah, I mean, as of right now, I mean, you would think that Dan would recognize that you've got to have some out-the-box play here to go up against this defense. Yeah. Because you, you I, I've, seen, I've seen what happens when running backs run between the tackles. I've also realized when I put paper in my shredder over here, what happens to paper? That's essentially what you're doing with your running back, running him between the tackles right now. Yeah. Like it has to be edges. You've got to stress and pressure those edges. And do I think Emory Jones can do a good job with that RPO two-way go type of deal? Yes. But does he do it as well as Anthony Richardson? I would say no. I mean, I'm not in practice to see it week in and week out how the arm works off of that. If he can throw cross-body platform consistently, right. be mobile and moving – but I would say I'd rather take a shot with him in this game because I know what I'm getting with Emory Jones. Right. Like, this is the game when, when you and I first talked, Max, this, this is the kind of game I was talking about. Emory could get you through and probably have a hell of a season. Um, but when it comes down to, like, what can – like, you're going to have to throw the ball off platform. You're going to have to throw the football, run him to the sideline, fading back, and you're going to have to rip 140 yards in, in, in the back of the end zone, and hopefully you got a guy that can go make a catch. I trust Anthony Richardson to do that kind of thing. I believe if he does leave the pocket, he's a guy with the speed and the athletic ability to go make plays versus Georgia, right? I mean, there's – I watched Arkansas. I'll refer back to Arkansas because I watch him closely, obviously, every week. 
I mean, they're a really, really good running football team. But a, Georgia made them look – they made their, their size and their speed look insignificant. So if you don't have that elite type of size or that elite type of speed, you don't stand a damn chance. And I just think that that's why I keep going back to Anthony Richardson of you have to live by the sword, you might die by the sword, but it's going to give you a chance to be in that thing in the fourth quarter potentially. I don't know if Emory Jones does that for you. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, and you look at it, I mean, Emory only has 1,300 yards through what, seven games? We're going into the eighth game of the season? Yeah. That's less than 200 yards a game. You know, there's no there's yeah. no difference. The, the, the Caltrask, 400 yards passing, 350 out the door. And Emory has shown you what he can and can't do. He hasn't given you that 300-plus passing yard performance. And in today's SEC, you've got to have that either on the ground or in the yeah. air. You can't have a mix getting up to 300 yards. Right, right. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> So, what about the defense, Max? What about the defense, man? I mean, they they got they shit the bed against the LSU and gave up 287 yards to, to one damn running back. I mean, can they fix that well enough to to slow Georgia down? Do they have the horses to slow Georgia down? See, here's the thing. I think they have the horses. It's just whether they actually show up. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like when the gates or, open, is that horse going to run? Yeah. Because they got the stars next to their names. But – the stars don't travel on the field. That's right. <laughs> this thing right here, this muscle right here, that travels on the field. That's right. And I'm not sure I'm seeing that muscle work itself. I don't care how fast you can run. I don't care how big your biceps are. How big is that muscle? Yeah, that's right. That's what this game is going to come down to. It's going to come down to heart. It's going to come down to determination. And it's going to come down to, I don't like you. I wish bad things upon you, and I'm going to be the harbinger of those bad things. Yeah. I am your Grim Reaper. Look in my eyes. I want your soul. That's what you got to have at this game. And I haven't seen that from any of these defensive linemen yet. Well, Max, look, if if, if that's ever go, if that is inside these defensive linemen, you just told me you think they have the horses. And I, 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 I agree with you. I believe you. I think they do. If if that if that Grim Reaper if that dog, whatever you want to call it, is ever going to be pulled out of a out of a Florida player, it shouldn't take the Georgia Florida game to do it. But if it doesn't show up in the damn Florida Georgia game, something's wrong. It, it, it ain't in your DNA. You, you can test that blood as much as you want. That's gonna come. Hey, it's gonna come out as ketchup. I can tell you that right now. That's right. Now, do I believe Zachary Carter has that dog? I'll give yeah. you that, Zach Carter. He has a dog in him, and that dog's way to get taken off the leash. I don't know if I see that with Jeremiah Moon. I mean, he he, he gives you a lot of plays, but he doesn't give you the play. That's yeah. what I that's what I need to see. Like, those are the guys you're leaning on, right? I need to see them go ahead and say, you know what, Zamir White? Guess what? I'm your worst nightmare because guess what? I am your boogeyman. I'm your shadow right now. And you're not you're not running away from your shadow. And I'm going to meet you in the hole every time. I'm going to meet you off the edge. I'm coming after you. And that, that's what you're going to need. That's the type of intensity that it takes. Because as a guy who played this Florida-Georgia game four times, you have a dark heart when you step on that field in Jacksonville. Oh, it's so beautiful. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You have – I have one thing in my – I'll never forget. It was our junior year. And one of my – one of my one of my best buds from high school, DeCorey Bryant, he was DB – at Georgia, 
top punt returner and everything. DeCorey calls me during our bye. He's like, hey, man, hey, Max, what you doing? Man, you ready for this game? I can't wait to see you. Da, 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 da. Blah, 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 blah. Hey, guess what? My boy David Pollock's on the, is over here. He wanted to say something to you. You know he's leading the country in sacks. I'm like, Deco, what we got going here, bro? I'm like, what, what you going to do? Boom. Puts me on the phone with him. Hey, David. Hey, Max. How you doing? Doing good. Can't wait for the game next week. Oh, me neither. He's like, he's like, yeah, I can't, I can't wait to continue to lead the country in sacks after this game. I was like, whoa. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I I see where this is going. I see where this is going. I said, David, it'll be great if you can lead the team in sacks after having a sackless performance. That'll be great. I think you can still lead the country as long as nobody else gets sacks. That would be great because that's what's going to happen when we play. Yes. Well, what, what went down? Ask him what his stat line was. <laughs> I Ask David like, Pollock what his stat mind. line was. <laughs> Lock him up. He got two tackles. <laughs> oh, yes. Zero sacks. <laughs> Those tackles were assisted tackles. <laughs> yes. 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 That is what happened. I'm like, so it just, that's just something. In, and you just can't wait to get on because you know, you got your boys across the field from you that you played in all-star games with. Yeah. Guys that was in the state of Florida that played Red Rover and went over to Georgia. And we got Georgia boys who came over to Florida that we got to make right. That's the Travis right. Harris's, the, the Ben Troops of the world, the Kelvin Kites. Like all these dudes, we played against each other in the Florida Georgia team. We were different. But then when it came to that photo shoot, hey, who's going to University of Florida? Them Georgia jerseys came over. And we had to make them right as well as keeping ourselves right for staying at home and not going across to Georgia like some of our buddies. You know, and I think that's what made the, this game so real is that you got a taste of it in high school with the all-star game. And then it carries over to college. Friends like my high school buddy, DeCorey Bryant, Deco and I went to high school together. He's at Georgia. And I'm at Florida. So I'm looking across at him. He playing DB on the edge. I'm like, okay, if you corner blitz, I'm going to I'm gonna have to mess you up, bro. <laughs> Make sure you keep running with Jabbar Gaffney, Rashe Caldwell, and, and Taylor Jacobs. Don't, don't come here. Think you got an easy one. Think you, got, you, you smell fish. I was like, because you don't be mad. <laughs> All beef, no pork. <laughs> That's right. Ah, this is great, man. All right, before we move on to the next topic here on SEC Primetime, let me tell you guys a little bit about our partners over at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. If you haven't signed up with Bet Rivers yet, now's the time because they are offering a $250 match bonus for your first deposit. But what sets them apart is that they require just one playthrough to turn your bonus into cash money. With their new Rush Play Instant Approval, withdrawing your winnings is safer, more secure, and more reliable. With football season kicking off, get in on the action by going to betrivers.com today or by downloading the Bet Rivers iOS app. Must be 21 years or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So, huge yeah, so, game, man. I, I, huge I, game. That's got to be – that's got to be – I mean, that, that's, that's kind of why for me, obviously having never played in that game, but but when you get a rivalry game, there's just a little different something. Dudes that typically don't take practice, of, you know, serious, or dudes that don't typically, you know, show up every single snap, all of a sudden this week, they're paying a little closer attention. All of a sudden this week, a guy like Dan Mullen has the bait to go, all right, get y'all's mind right. 
Remember that guy that whooped your ass in that Georgia Florida All Star game? Don't let him do it again. You, you got another shot against him right here. You know, I mean, yeah. that, there's a lot of bait out there for Dan Mullen to get guys right. And while I think Georgia ultimately is the better team, obviously this year, man, I, I wouldn't be one bit shocked if this wasn't a nail biter at the end between Florida and Georgia, Max. Yeah, and that, that's what I'm hoping because I mean, I want I want to believe that this team still has some left in them. Like their their yeah. soul's not gone. And I think this game helps right the wrongs of the past of the season, right? This writes the wrong of an LSU. This writes the wrong of a Kentucky. If you can go stand in the ring like you did with Alabama, like you did with yeah. the quote-unquote number four team in the country that was number one at the time, came into your house, did not wipe their shoes on the, on the welcome mat, and walked <laughs> in like Rick James with some muddy boots, and y'all y'all went toe-to-toe with them. That's what the kind of effort I need to see from Florida. I need to see that same vigor and that zeal. Because this is – think of this as your home game because it's only an hour and a half from Gainesville on a bus ride. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So this is your pseudo home stadium. Are you going to let somebody come to your pseudo home stadium and run you, especially to the tune of what they've been doing to everybody else? I mean, I wouldn't mind a Clemson score like 10 to three. Right. But, but I mean, that, but you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I'm like, make it a dog, make it ugly. Don't give them a free pass. Don't give them an open gap to run through. Yeah. Don't 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 play off coverage on a guy when you know they need to play press. Yeah, you know that that's I mean ultimately that's what we're talking about. I mean, Georgia's not 10 feet tall and bulletproof. They're good, but Max, they they hadn't they hadn't played from behind. They hadn't they I mean, you talk about the the, the dude with the easiest job in America, Stetson Bennett. I mean, I mean, he, he threw the ball eleven times against Arkansas. I mean, he's getting better as they go, and he's 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 obviously taking care of the football and all those things, but when I look at Georgia's schedule, there's two teams on this schedule that I think can can run them up out of their game plan and, and potentially put it in the hands of a guy like Stetson Bennett. Take their run away and make them throw the football to win the ball game. That was Clemson week one, and that's Florida. That's Florida this week. Obviously, the SEC championship's not on the schedule yet. Um, so we'll see what happens. But I but I, I don't I, I don't think. Uh, I ain't with you on the luster, man. I think it, I think it's still there, baby. Hey, hey I, I needed that motivation. I needed a little pick me up. Because <laughs> I tell you what, when you just look at the stat page, you you get real disappointed, real yeah. quick. You yeah, know, I, I feel so you. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. All right, let's let, let's turn the page. Let's look at some other games that I think are going to be intriguing. I mean, I I think the marquee matchup, which is the top, I guess, ranking matchup, if you want to call it that. I mean. It's, it's going to be obviously Auburn Ole Miss, right? You're getting 10 versus 18, and the boys are coming to play. Um, what do you see in this? I mean, does Bo Nix redeem himself against Matt Corral? I mean, I mean, does this Auburn team figure out a way to stop the aerial assault that is Ole Miss? Um, you know, is there something in the tea leaves? Do you think because they're in the state of Alabama, uh, you know, they might have gotten some of that water coming flowing from Tuscaloosa? in yeah. Auburn that might give them something. What what do you see this game at? Because I think this is a compelling game. Because when you look at it, I mean, it's only two and a half points is, is a spread on this. So they expect it to be tight. What yeah. do you see Byron Harson and, uh, and, and and Bo Nixon company and Tank, Tank Bigsby? Well, look, I mean, I, I watched them up close and personal two weeks ago before that. They're coming off of a bye, right? They, they were yeah. in Arkansas two weeks ago. And so I watched them up close and personal. And, and, and look, I, I'm – 
Uh, I've been critical of Bo Nix. I mean, Bo Nix is is a guy, I still think Bo Nix has got a, a, a low ceiling in the sense of being able to put the team on his back and go win the ball game with big time throws consistently. Uh, but he is a very, he's a very good complimentary piece. If they can run the football well, uh, then he can throw the lollipop over the top. He will take the underneath throws uh, if you give them to him and be accurate. And then if, if he's in a position where, hey man, it's a field goal game late, he's got that He's got that uh, Johnny hustle in him, man. He's got the ability to 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 pull a drive out of his tail and and put his team in position to win the ball game. So maybe I ought to have a little more respect um, for him in particular. But I, I tell you, I, I like Ole Miss in this game, man. I, I like Ole Miss in this game. Um, but they're both really good football teams. Here's the truth of the matter with this matchup: is whoever wins this ball game, Max, it, two things. One, it, it sets that team up for an uh, uh, unbelievable late-season SEC matchup with A&M. Both of these teams still have A&M on their schedule after this week. And A&M's getting hot, and these two teams, whoever wins, will have, a, have a, an A&M matchup moving forward that'll, that'll either keep Auburn trending towards a potential SEC West title or keep Ole Miss trending towards, hell, a top – five or six finish if, if they went out their season, right? So um, the, the, the game is an absolute monster game. I, I just think that – I think when you look at how Ole Miss's defense played last week, um, you know, they shut down LSU's run game in, in a big, big way and, and won a tighter ball game than it should have been. Um, but I like Ole Miss in this game. Their defense is playing better offensively. You know, they got the Heisman Trophy candidate and a, and a wizard on the sideline calling plays. Uh, but I do think it's going to be a hell of a football game. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with everything you said. I, I think this winner is that inside track. I think L, I think Auburn creates a lot of problems with the West. If they beat Ole Miss, that Iron Bowl is going to be gigantic. Huge. No question. Huge. And I think that's kind of where we're at, where we want to see it. But Ole Miss – Ole Miss, if they beat Auburn, now they're depending on Auburn to win that, that Iron Bowl because that makes them leapfrog. And if not, like you said, they're they're going to they're going to put themselves in a very nice position come into the season. Texas A and M last year esque type of position where you're kind of on the outside looking in, you're hoping something crazy happens. Yeah. Um, but I think that's kind of where you're at. And so both these teams have that momentum. Their arrows are both pointing up towards each other, and that's what's going to lead to a great clash. I just think that, like you said, Matt Corral, I mean, what can, what, what can you not say about him? I mean, the dude is is on a trajectory that's ridiculous. For this year, these circumstances, the year of the super senior and everything else, I mean, Matt Corral is just absolutely kicking butt, you know, almost at 2,000 yards passing. I mean, and he, he spreads the ball around, plus those legs. Those yeah. legs can't be contained. <laughs> that, that's the thing, man. If, if, if these guys rattle off 10 or 11 wins this year, Max, you're going to have a hell of a time telling me that there's another quarterback out there that's carrying more of the load. And 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 when the team wins 10 or 11 games, I didn't think this year that Ole Miss would win enough games for him to to, to stay in the Heisman hunt down, down the stretch here. I mean, hell, they lost, I think it was five games last year where they scored 35 or more points. And yeah. so I, mean, I didn't think that they had a chance defensively to, to improve much. Well, they have. If they get to 10 wins or even 11 wins this season and this kid stays healthy, he's going to win the Heisman. I mean, this this kid, he carried the ball 30 times in one game. 
30 times, Max. Yeah. I mean, this ain't no lucky luck of the draw, you know, scrambling around back there and going and making plays. I mean, these are designed runs, a lot of designed runs. And yeah. and they're and hey, Lane Kiffin saying, Hey, we're gonna put this thing on your back, boss. And and in the past, that's always meant we're gonna throw it all over the park. But now he told it to rock 30 times in a game. I don't know what I, I, I when I saw that number, I thought it was a mistake. Yeah. Did they put the three in the wrong place? <laughs> was he running from a sack? No, no, he was carrying sacks of potatoes yeah. on his back. And like I said, he when you lead the team, like Emory Jones, leading this team in rushing and leading his team in passing, but it's two totally different ways that you get to that point, right? I mean, that, yeah. that's like finding them little fingerling potatoes that you, that you find a big old Idaho spud. <laughs> that's about the difference between these two. And I think – that's what makes it so remarkable. I mean, he's toted the rock a hundred times. That's ridiculous. Wow. The next closest guy, his main back has toted the rock 74. Parrish has toted the rock 74 times. 26 more carries than your lead running back. So that so that's where I think, yeah, you're right. It's special because when I look around the country, I can't see anybody else except for like Bryce Young because he's at Bama, because he has that, that, that scarlet and white yeah. and crimson and cream, however you want to call it, that A. On his chest, he gets a look. But I think when I look around, I'm trying to think who else. Kenny Pickett might be the next closest guy at Pitt. So I, this is Matt Corral's year, but he he has, like you said, he has to win, and I think they will this weekend. So I think that that's that that's a good one, you know, for us to keep an eye on. That's what I can't wait to see. That's going to be a four o'clock kick or seven o'clock kick. That's a nighttime primetime game. So yeah, it, man, it's it's big. It, it, like I said, it sets up that that next matchup. Both teams still have A and M on the schedule. Um, both teams still have their rivalry game on the schedule, the Egg Bowl, the Iron Bowl. Um, it sets up for both. Whoever wins it um, sets up, boy, for the next three or four or five games to be tremendous games and and have a lot of meaning and potentially put them in in like I said, a top six ranking, uh, an SEC championship possibly. This is uh, this game is gonna is gonna really catapult one of these organizations or one of these programs to a whole nother level where the expectations go up and and I mean the 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 end game for this season is big time. Yeah, and just think about this: a first year coach and a second year coach. Wow, man! Kiffin versus Harson, and this game is a top twenty five matchup. Hey, hey, hire the right guy. Yeah, it goes back. It goes back to LSU, man. I mean, LSU's going to have a vacancy, man. Hire the right guy. Texas Tech has got a vacancy out there. There's too many really, really, really dynamic, good coaches out there right now to have a coach that doesn't develop quarterbacks, to have a coach that doesn't understand the importance of, of developing quarterbacks and, um, and, and really working the transfer portals and really working – um, you know, the grad transfer stuff. I mean, it's just there's too many good coaches out there. And, and, and Lane Kiffin um, and, and Brian Harson are two perfect examples of how you can find the right guy, commit to him, and, and run with it, man. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, talking about another guy that's on the upward trajectory, one of our other big games this weekend, because I'm not counting Mizzou Vanderbilt. Just hate to say that. Thank I know you. we're SEC primetime, but – Mizzou and Vanderbilt right now, you might as well throw a ski mask on them and hand them a rubber gun. Uh, they're stealing right now uh, in the SEC. But, <laughs> you know, look at that Kentucky-Mississippi State game. I think it's another compelling game. Another yeah. tight line. Like you said, 
this continues the trajectory of Mark Stoops. This continues yeah. them asserting themselves as an SEC elite, especially in the East. This is that year. This is that opportunity. And I think for Mike Leach, we know who Mike Leach is. Mike Leach isn't going to change, right? We know who yep. he is, and it can only get you so far. It can get you to the front door, just can't get you through the door with his offense. <laughs> uh, because you refuse to run the ball. You almost feel like you're, you're like like you're allergic to running the football. So right. if I'm Kentucky, you know, this team is not a great team. It's a good team. It's a lot better than we thought last year, right? You know, last year was just absolute craziness. And this year has been a better version of Mississippi State. I think they they answer the call a lot more as far as fighting back. I just don't know if you can contend with what is Chris Rodriguez, what is Will Levis for four quarters. I think that that bruising attack, the time consumption that they take just – doesn't bode well for you if you're Mike Leach. I know you're like, oh, we only need we only need a couple seconds on the clock. We can throw yeah. it everywhere. I like Will Rogers. I do. But I think when we're looking at this, I think it's more so what Kentucky does wrong to give the game away versus what Mississippi State does right to win the game. It's a good point, Max, because, I mean, there's no doubt about it that when you talk about Stoops, what does he do? They're a well-coached football team. I mean, they just don't give it away. They play the percentages. And a lot of times, if you do it really well, the percentage is going to win you a lot of ball games, and as a head coach, it's going to make you a lot of money. Um, <laughs> look, this is this is to me that this the whole game comes down to this. You got one of, if not the best, run attack in the SEC in Kentucky, and you've got the number three ranked in terms of in the SEC, the number three ranked defense in terms of stopping the run in the SEC. We've seen. We've seen Mississippi State play multiple times. They, they've got the dudes to stop the run. Yeah. And if they stop the run against Kentucky, right, and they make this a Mike Leach versus Liam Cohen game in terms of, of putting, putting the ball in the air and throwing the football to win it, I like Mike Leach in a big way. I, I trust Mike Leach in a big way, right? The problem is, is I know Mark Stoops. He's gonna have a hell of a run game coming in there. And I don't I don't know if Mississippi State can stop it. And if you can't stop it, it's, he's gonna he's gonna run it until the damn clock runs out, literally. Um, but it's gonna come down to that that number one rush attack versus that number three rush defense in the SEC. And if Kentucky wins that battle, then it's gonna be a it's gonna be a quick game. The clock's not gonna stop much. <laughs> but boy, if if if, uh, if Mississippi State can stop them, Max, this thing could end up being a shootout. And I like Mississippi State in that ball in that game. You're absolutely right. I mean, I, I think I think it would take that type of effort, right? You do have to do something that 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 is crazy, and that is you're going to have to stop what they're going to do. I think that's kind of what it comes down to. And I think when we look at Mike Leach, he has that propensity. Can that defense really hold up to that? I, that's my thing because Mark Stoops is methodical, right? I mean, he's just going to keep dosing yep. you, dosing you, dosing you, and then go over the top. He's going to make you commit that eighth guy to the box. He's going to make you put, have those linebackers hug just a little bit closer to the line, and then that's when they're going to hurt you. And I, I, I think this game is going to be a good one, I, but I think that Mark Stoops and, and where they're at as a team, I like Darius Kennard in that offensive line. I, I think those boys are, you know, come in with with, with yeah. the black face paint on. They're, 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 they're ready. It's like, hey, <laughs> ready for war. let's go ahead. I got the war paint yeah. on. I, I didn't take these gloves up for nothing, coach. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I'm about to swing, I'm about to swing these meat hooks. 
and we're going to go to war. And I think that's when the dust settles. I think it becomes that physical game that Mississippi State just isn't ready for yet. I'm with you on that. I, if, I, if I'm a betting man, um, I'm, I'm riding with I'm riding with Kentucky in this ball game too because I don't think Mississippi State can, at the end of the day, stop effectively stop Kentucky's run game enough to throw their offense into being one-dimensional. And so if that's the case, if Liam Cohen with that NFL background, that Sean McVay background, and Will Levis got a loose whip, man, and he, he, he seems to be a guy that, that plays a winning brand of quarterback, if you can't make them one-dimensional, then you're going to have a hard time beating this football team. If you can't turn them over, you have a hard time beating this football team. If you can't win the time of possession, you have a hard time beating this football team. And that's just – that that's a Mark Stoops coach football team, especially when he's matched up against a team that I think if you look at him on paper, it's probably a wash. You know, Mark Stoops at Kentucky, it's a lot like the other – you know, the other 90% of, of the league. When you come up against Georgia or you come up against Bama, you just don't have the dudes. You don't have the dudes, and so you got to try to do something special. A lot of times that doesn't work out. This particular game, I think it's a wash on paper, and I think Mark Stoops is is a, a more well-coached – Kentucky's a more well-coached football team, and Mark Stoops gets his W. All right. I like it. I like it. I like it. Well, you know, I know, I know we're at that time of the show where we got to do some betting lines uh, and get it – get it crack-a-lacking, get, 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 our, get our thinking caps on. Let me go ahead. You got yours on. Let me go ahead and put mine on real fast. Come there. on. Come on, baby. There we go. It's, it's cap time. I I got I got I got I got to meet my buddy Clint where he's at. I can't expect <laughs> him to come where I'm going. So I got to meet him where he's at. Well, who we got? What lines we got, bro? So I'm gonna tell you right here. We got we got two hotlines. Hotlines. Okay. First one. We got Ole Miss at Auburn. We already talked about this. Is there something in the water that flows down to Auburn from Tuscaloosa, or? Does Ole Miss just have the juice right now? Do they just have the juice and they're just like, you can keep your water. We're working on Rebel Aid. I don't know. I just made something <laughs> up right there. Um, the line, Ole Miss is giving away two and a half. The total, 66 and a half points. Wow. Um, I'm going Ole Miss in the over, man. Call me a rookie better if you want. I'm going the favorite in the over. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I, look, I, I like, I like, um, I, I like Ole Miss in this game. I like Ole Miss in this game bigger, bigger than two. I mean, I like them to win that game by a touchdown or more. Um, and and I watched Auburn against Arkansas. I mean, they're, they're going to make some plays, man. They're going to make some plays. I just don't think they can do it to the tune of Ole Miss. You know, I think Ole, I, I think it ends up being a shootout, um, and I think Ole Miss wins this ball game. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you. I'm actually, I'm lockstep with you. I, I'm thinking Ole Miss over, and I think you know. Listen, you're gonna let gunfighters. You let you're gonna let a gunfighter shoot, right? And that's I think right. that's what you're gonna get. I think you're gonna get a shootout in the OK Corral, except for it's, it's going to be in Tiger Stadium. And I think that Matt Corral comes out with less bullet holes in him. I, I think that's ultimately <laughs> what it comes to be. You know, he's he's got some holes when he opens the coat up, right? You got some do do do, but yeah. I, I I think. Matt Corral, with what he's doing and the trajectory that he's on, he's not going to be denied. I don't think there's a scary enough defensive front for him not to feel like he can't rush. Yeah. And I think the DBs give you less than less than desirable lock man coverage, and you're going to need that. Um, and I don't think they have that personnel. I don't think that personnel is on their roster just yet, but I think Brian Harson will will fight with them. 
They'll fight with them for three quarters, but then I think fourth quarter, it just becomes too much. And you got to go ahead and say, uncle. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, out. I'm out. I'm out, coach. I only have 45 minutes. I didn't have 60 in me. I'm not going to lie. I put I put, I put, put my phone on the charger. It didn't go all the way. I only have 45 <laughs> minutes. I'm sorry. This is all I got in the battery. I need I need to get home. I got to call my Uber. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think they have enough battery life to go with what is Ole Miss in this game. So I'm with you on that one. All right, let's go to <clears throat> the game that you hyped me up for, Clint. Come on. The one that you got me excited about. It's a border war. It's also formerly known as the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. I have to say formerly, but we all know that it's still cocktails being served. Just because you take cocktails out of it doesn't mean there's not any there. Um, Georgia, two tutties. And the over under 50, 51 and a half points in this game. Oh, man. I tell you what here, Max. Double tutties. Double tutties. I tell you what, man. That's to wash. That's to wash double tutties. <laughs> yeah. Look, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with Dan Mullen here, man. I'm gonna ride, I'm gonna ride with your guys, man. I'm gonna ride the Gators right here. I'm gonna ride the Gators right here, plus 14. And, and I'm gonna I'm gonna ride the under. I don't I, I think it's a low scoring ball game. Uh and obviously it's because Georgia's defense versus versus Florida's offense. I don't think there's a chance in hell they're at. I think they're giving up six point six uh points per game. Uh, I don't think Florida goes in there and lights the world on fire. I do think Florida has the the dudes to to slow Georgia down a bit. And uh, I think it's the under. I'm going the under in Florida. Ooh, I like it. I like it. I like it. Trust me. I'll make sure that I send something to your Gator Booster account. We're going we're gonna to get you a brick <laughs> in the stadium after after this one. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I want to I believe that Florida – is going to answer the call. I think they're going to have a Bama-like out-of-body experience in this game. I think it's going to be probably about a 10-point mm, spread. I, I so I like Florida with the points. Um, I'm tough because I, I feel like it can either be 48 or it can be 54. That's the two numbers I'm thinking in my head the score can be totaling out because I think that – if you get Anthony Richardson, I think he's the X factor. Put that right up here. X factor. Anthony Richardson. If that boy Come plays on. significant amounts of plays, that's the X factor. That's change, that, That's what tilts us to 54. If he does not play, I think we're, we're in the 40s. Um, so that's where I've now got to reach into my crystal ball, pull it out, <laughs> talk to it let, let it, let it breathe inside of me. Over, because I think Anthony Richardson plays. I think over on this one, but I do like Florida with the points because um, I think this is going to be a tougher affair than everybody wants it to be. So there it is. Hey, Big Max, I got it on my notes right here. Anthony Richardson, one, has to play. Two, has to be special. Dan Mullen, he's got to pull a Jimbo Fisher versus Alabama type of game plan, play calling, matures young quarterback. The young quarterback has to play above what we've seen. And that's the recipe to slay the slay the giant, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. I think that's what we're hoping for. Because this is a season where we've seen the unexpected, right? Yeah. We've seen crazy finishes. So it's in the season DNA to have something wild happen this weekend. 
Now, I don't know if it's if, if that all that juice is going to go up to Michigan, Michigan State this weekend, you know, <laughs> but I'm hoping some of that some of that precipitation leaks down to Jacksonville, Florida, and we get a heck of a game because I think it could be special. So to recap for all of our uh, all of our people out there that are using their Bet Rivers sportsbook app on iOS or Android, or if you're going to betrivers.com, you know what I'm saying, and using the, right. the old computadora. There we go. Finish <laughs> for the day. Um, lock it in. Our uh, Auburn Ole Miss. We got Ole Miss with the points on the over. You hear us here. Sixty-six and a half. It's going to be a gunfight. It's going to be an aerial assault that we're expect we've come to expect from Ole Miss games, and we think that Ole Miss is the better team. It's going to come about a tutty better. So you can lock that in. Georgia, Florida. We both have Florida. We like those fourteen points. We like them. They look good. They're shiny. And where we differ, this is this is your opinion, right? You guys make the ultimate decision. Clint went under. I went over on a line that was that was what 51 and a half. I said 51 and yep. a half. So I'm thinking more of the 54 variety. Clint's thinking it's gonna be low and slow like a slow cooker. So let's see what happens with that. And of course, Clint, as always. I bid you adieu. I tip my cap, sir. This has been another <laughs> great episode of SEC Primetime with Starks and Stern. We'll see you next week. Please go, Gators. <laughs> <laughs>